Has anybody ever said to you, the rich just keep getting richer? Does a part of you die every time you hear that? <laughs> if you've ever said that to someone, this might not be the podcast for you today. <laughs> Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. So I read on the internet, the art is not in making money, but keeping it. Well, you know, that, yeah. So you have the slippery fingers that just can't hold on to it. Yeah. Do you remember? I, I won't use his name, but you'll know who it is uh, that I'm referring to. A brother that's now deceased that used to be a member of our church, and he was he was he was pretty just a pretty simple. He led a pretty simple life. Mm-hmm. And um, his his whole world view of handling finances mm-hmm. was summed up in this. It's not complicated. You just spend less than you make. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a decent loss. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think that's where Dave Ramsey got the idea. There's this deal. I don't know why we're talking about this right now in preparation, but... Have you ever thought about the logic of, you know, so if there was a financial reset, so if we went across the world and just flattened out all the bank accounts, you know, so tech, you take Jeff Bezos and these dudes that, you know, they can't even spend their money, right? Because they've what a problem it. to have. <laughs> yeah. But if we reset that, I, sure. I expect I would get a substantial raise, I would hope, <laughs> in my bank account. Is this a public request? <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. what do you do? You post your uh, your cash app <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so people can just send you cash. Anyways, yeah. if they reset that, how long would it take before Jeff Bezos was at the top of the pack again? Yeah, it wouldn't take very long. The same qualities that got him there the first time would probably. And Joe Public, who burns up his credit cards because he swipes them so many times... How long before he would be right at the bottom of the pack? <laughs> <laughs> well, how many times have you seen someone, they win the lotto? Oh, it just ruins them. <laughs> and, and I mean, they just, they just live like a king and die a pauper. Yeah. It, it's, it's... And then you tell somebody they won the lotto, and they're like, they won the lotto? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You would never know. Yeah, the only thing that fluctuates more than their bank account during that few months that mm-hmm. they're is their friend list. <laughs> it just kind of hey. goes way up and then back down. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Buddy old pal. So, yeah, the rich keep getting richer. Everybody seems to, you know, throw shade at anybody that seems successful. But we overlook probably one of the biggest things about them which is that they probably pay attention to how they spend and they kind of look at what they're doing in their own life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This whole um this whole covid crisis has I'm I'm sure that that business leaders, church leaders alike when this all started unraveling at the beginning. I mean, we 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 didn't even have church for months. So everybody wonders at that moment how is it going to affect Mm -hmm. the bottom line well some people think about that (laughs) yeah 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 
Um, I, I read, uh, I read a, a statement the other day that said that what sixty five percent, I think, of the restaurants in New York City, they'll never open up again. Wow! Ouch. So, so I, I don't think it's, um, I, I don't think it's too far of a stretch to say that this crisis has. Mm-hmm has affected those that don't watch the bottom line like they should. Mm-hmm. But our beloved leader, did you hear him the other day as he was trying to defend Ugh. his very liberal throne speech where they're just throwing money away? Um, for all of our Canadian listeners, it's known as the CERB. Mm-hmm. What does that even stand for? What is it? Uh, producer Randy, help us out here. Yeah, what? Canadian Emergency, what is it? C-E-R-B, right? CERB. Anyway, there's people. There's- yeah, the Canadian Emergency Canadian Response. Canadian Emergency Response. we got to get him a mic. Benefit. You think yeah. he could handle a mic? As long as I continue to hold the mute buttons, I'm comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> is there enough room in our bottom line to get producer Randy a well, mic? Pastor, we would have to save up for that. <laughs> Okay, so he's he's he steps to the mic, and mm. and they start pushing back, saying, "How are we going to pay for all of this stuff?" I mean, they've been giving these Serb payments mm-hmm. to, and I'm sure that every country alike is 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 reeling from this. They're giving money to everybody. You can be in jail and be getting a Serb payment. Mm-hmm. People on income assistance are getting. Mm-hmm. You're not even working. You don't have a job, meaning that you you never lost anything. Why are you needing an incentive? And they're just writing checks. And so one of the leaders of the opposition was pushing back against that. And our beloved Trudeau's response to that was, oh, it's a great time Mm -hmm. to be giving away money that you don't have because the interest rates are so good. (laughs) So let's take that logic on a trip. Hitting me. So I can give something away that I don't have because the interest rates are so good. Yeah, I just bought an extra house because the interest rate is right. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. Why you are the executive director of this podcast? Oh, did I get a promotion? Well, your name's on the title. I haven't changed that yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Why do you want to talk about this right now? <laughs> Can't we talk about like end time revival? Jesus is coming, which he is. But you know, th- this is a very poor financial strategy. Mm-hmm. If if your escape from the financial mess that you're in mm-hmm. is that Jesus is coming, yeah, you better, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna need to hear something else besides that. Yeah. You know, I've said it tongue-in-cheek, and then the Word of God took me behind the proverbial woodshed. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this, that, you know, if, if if someone could let us know, if we could get a definitive defi- divine statement release from heaven's press secretary, letting us know that Jesus was coming in, what, 2023 or whenever, mm-hmm. 
we just go borrow the money for our new church and build it? And, Live it up. Oh, man. <laughs> you should see the new church buses we'd have. Wow. The FWC chopper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just let everybody else deal with it when we're raptured away. Yeah. That's really not a good approach. At least the Word of God doesn't think so. So if we're going to be true Christians, we have to be stewards. We do. We do. And so why would we dedicate a podcast to this? Mm. Why would we talk about this when we really do believe that these are the end times? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think we can find this precedent established in the Word of God mm-hmm. where Jesus is teaching through, you know, Matthew 23, 24, 25, those end time segments. Yeah, those yep. uh, apocalyptic mm-hmm. um, messages. So if you're on your way to the shopping mall right now, just you might want to shove the clutch and pull over and just listen to this before you go nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the master card. <laughs> yeah, you, you better. <laughs> Pastor Daniel McKillop putting the master in MasterCard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Jesus Jesus is teaching and he is addressing everything from hypocritical Pharisees who are all about being served rather than serving mm. to um, talking about Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. How often I would have gathered you as a, as a hen gathers her chicks, but you would not. Now your house is left unto you desolate. You know these are these are huge. They're 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 massive. The the message is short, mm-hmm. but it's deep. These are those harbingers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not one stone is going to be left mm-hmm. upon another. And he goes through this, and he starts highlighting mm-hmm. what are the signs of your coming. You know, the the, the disciples are asking this. Basically, twenty twenty is what the signs are. You really think that? You, you think you think this just maybe could be? I've made a deal with myself. I'm not going to ask. Can it get any worse? Oh, don't! I'm not going. I've asked that a couple times in 2020. <sighs> like we're into October now. October, November, December. I, I just can't imagine. What's and, and 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 are are you the one that's holding on, thinking that New Year's Eve is going to like be the switch? That when we flip it, it all goes back to, I don't know, dare we say normal. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what normal is right now? Who knows? Jesus is going through this with his disciples. And he says there's going to be rumors of wars, Mm -hmm. famines, pestilence, earthquakes. Nation rising against nation. Mm -hmm. All of these are, are these indicators COVID-19 yeah <laughs> yeah alright here we'll just skip right over there you want to like blow right I, now I've wanted to wind patch, of God I've wanted to patch that in I just <laughs> haven't got to it yet <laughs> if you've not experienced that you need to see Kenneth Copeland take care of COVID-19 I would hate to have seen it had he not taken care of it way Ooh. back in March or April, whatever he did. He blew it right into that senior's home in Moncton. 
<sighs> yeah, 17 new cases. Yeah. Here's here's one that that um even even the even the the most self-confessed non-studious theological person amongst us would go <clears throat> just reading the newspaper kind of is indicator. Mm. But here's another indicator that we don't talk a lot about and that is offense. Mm. Offenses will come and that's part of it. Have we ever seen Oof. a day when people can be so easily offended? Their skin is so thin. All right, I don't this, even, this is going to be good. I don't even know how their organs are staying inside their body. Protruding. <laughs> it is. You can I mean, you can right offend people by what you don't say now. You can see right through them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's an indicator. And man, the next one of love waxing cold, how many haters are out there right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Just go on social media and read for two minutes, and you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. What happened to that guy? Exactly. Exactly. Deception. Okay. Mm -hmm. All of this. Mm -hmm. Then there's going to be those that are going to rise and say Christ has already come. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. So we're now in heaven. Yeah. This is preterist bliss. Yeah. 2020 is fine. This is, this oh, is yeah. good. Yeah. Why would anyone think that? This was anything but heaven. What we're reading is actually <laughs> happening. That's not actually it. I mean, your last six months have been nothing but sheer paradise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the milk and the honey. Yeah. And then we... 2020. <laughs> 2020, the year of milk and... That almost rhymes. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. And then you got the other end of the spectrum where... Oh, no. There's, there's nothing that's happened this year that's a sign of his coming. It's way off in the future. Okay, all of this, this, this is coming back to your question of why are we talking about stewardship now? Jesus is dealing with all of this stuff. He tells parables about the ten virgins. Mm -hmm. Five wise, five foolish. Okay, and, and really, here's, here's, here's my ten-second summary. Mm -hmm. when, is, when is Jesus coming? Hmm. sooner than you think that's a good answer yeah sooner than you think um why do you say that brother mckillop this is why i say that because he he said i'm coming when you don't think i am hmm. okay then you read these examples the servant in the household started saying my master has delayed his coming delayed his coming yeah. And then you have cases of the five wise and the five foolish Sweet. sleeping when he returns. Um, Plenty of time. Yeah. The idea being that for everyone that says we've been, we, we've heard this message for 2,000 years, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. He's still going to come sooner than you think. And it is in the, in the midst of that narrative of everything from dealing with rumors of wars and wars and Pharisees and offenses and mm -hmm. temples and stones not being left upon each other and uh, all of this stuff, ten virgins, five wise, five foolish, it's like he just reaches out and puts pause on it and mm -hmm. goes, I want to talk to you about something. Mm -hmm. There was a master 
that had a long journey to take. Mm-hmm. And he looked at his servants and said, I'm going to give you five, you two, and you one. And he starts dealing with stewardship. Hmm. Right in the middle of apocalyptic events mm-hmm. unfolding, mm-hmm. he said, we're going to talk about about what I'm looking for when I come back. <laughs> yeah. It's like at the end of all those chapters of... Yeah. So you don't think they just threw that in there to fill in the page? <laughs> I, I don't think so. When the master returns, when? he wants mm-hmm. us to be stewarding the resources that he's given us. So that's why I think we need to talk about it now. We're having earthquakes, we're having wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, offense. I think we better take the package deal and talk about how we should steward our resources. And that's broader than just finances. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's every aspect of life. They say, you know, your children are your most valuable resource, right? Boy, that's the truth. So how Second hand- to your soul. How are we handling, investing our next generation of people? Yeah. This is like a, to get political just for one more second, but this is a real good example of conservatism in the Bible, but yet not to the point where all you do is try to keep what you're given, but real authentic stewardship means you're you're managing and growing what you have right you're not just talking about clutching on right right it's not just survival yeah not conservatism in the sense of i'm prepared mm-hmm. no but i'm investing yeah yeah i'm mm-hmm. investing so if if there's anything and i, I think we've we've kind of danced around this topic a bit in previous episodes, but it's finding the equilibrium between the imminency of the return of Jesus Christ Mm. and not living vicariously because we don't think we need to be prepared to be here tomorrow. Right? So it's living like it's living for God, Mm. like he's coming today and there is no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it's managing our life like we've got a hundred tomorrow, and and being prepared, and it's that it's that tension of hmm. of being prepared today to be raptured. It's the ultimate balancing act. It is. Right? It is, and I think that's why I think that's why Jesus um, he he wove that into the fabric of what he's getting across. Mm-hmm when he's describing the days that we're living in. Right, because it's pertinent at this, this point in history. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be managing our resources well. You know, it really does matter, and and it seems like we're kind of bearing down on this, but it really does matter if you if, if whether you think Jesus is coming back or not. Yeah, it's kind of a key Christian concept and the yeah it's a kingdom principle Mm -hmm. that if you're going to be the steward that you need to be it is connected with your eschatological view oh that's a big word (laughs) yeah 
there is a intersect between how I manage myself, finances, times, ta- time, talents, mm-hmm. treasures, how I handle all of that intersects with the view that I have on the return of Jesus Christ. Hmm. So if you look at Luke chapter 12, there's another example that Jesus gives of a servant and a master and the delegation of responsibility and then the view Mm -hmm. that that servant has of my master is delaying his coming. Yeah, so you're reading Luke 12. Yeah. Why don't we read Luke 12, 43. It says, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But if that servant say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. Now listen, this is not something that, notice the, uh, notice that it's, it's not what he gets up and tells everybody he believes. Yeah. Even it's those, just those little indicators within where he looks at what's going on and goes, ah, the master's not coming back today. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He says within his heart, my master has delayed his coming. Notice the connection between when he adopts that mindset, mm-hmm. that 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 theological view, if you will. Mm-hmm. What begins to happen? And shall begin to beat the men's servants and maidens and to eat and drink and be drunken. It affects him, man. That was quick. Yeah. Like, dude left the rails in a hurry. The moment that he thought the master wasn't coming back, yep. he became a drunken sop that became abusive. Yeah, he's got a hammer in his hand, and everybody looks like a nail. Yes, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I don't like the look of you today. <laughs> Thanks for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. His, he was delegated to feed mm-hmm. servants. And the moment that he said within himself, my master delayeth his coming. Plenty of time. He, he lost any moral equilibrium. And now he's beating the, the, the servants that he's supposed to be feeding. He is eating and drinking, becoming drunk. Hmm. But guess what? The Lord... Of that servant comes anyway. Coming a day when he looketh not for him, and at an hour when he's not aware, and will cut him in sunder, ouch, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Ah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And verse 48 is okay, okay but 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 read read your way on down. And the serv and that verse servant, 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself. So he knew. Mm-hmm. He knew, but he didn't prepare. Neither did according to his will. Or didn't obey it. Shall be beaten with many stripes. Okay, so we have the action, and we have the sentence. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because he knew his Lord's will and did not do it, he is beaten with many stripes. Mm -hmm. All right, continue. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. Ah, same action, different sentence. Why? Because he didn't know. Hmm. 
So it's what you know that determines the sentence. Yeesh. I see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because the, the reason I think we need to work our way into this next statement is, is we take this out of context. Mm. This is in the context of stewardship. All right. Mm-hmm. And this is in the context of a master letting us know what our responsibility is. So, so for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. <sighs> and to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's real easy to just grab Oh, to whom much is given much is required. No, but put put it into the context of what is being said. Hmm. This is all about us managing us. In the absence of the master's return, mm-hmm. we've got to manage ourselves. Hmm. And it really starts with what we say within our heart, what we start telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do we think he's coming? There is a... A, a, a connectedness between what we tell ourselves, what we know, and what we do. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the sentence that is associated with that action. It really makes the whole perception or thought process of, nah, just buy it anyways, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's that same line yeah. of thinking, right? Because you don't think there's a direct result or consequence of your action. If, yeah, if, whatever. Right, and and if and if a statement like this can be attached to what you just did, mm-hmm. did, or bought, mm-hmm. if this statement can be made and he knew better, oh boy, ah, ah that's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. That's gonna hurt. Okay, so look at this. Why are we talking about stewardship today? I mean, the world is melting down around us. If we have ever needed people that know how to control themselves Mm -hmm. and know how to manage finances, know how to manage their feelings, and know how to manage their offenses, and know how to manage their time, and know how to manage their talents, it's right now. It's right now. Mm Mm-hmm. These guys that got the talents. There's this statement in here that always jumps out to me, according to their several ability. Yeah. So do you think we maybe shouldn't feel so bad for the one talent guy for getting one talent? Or also not puff up the five talent guy to the point where he's this. Sure. That's just what he was. Yeah. And and I I think it's 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 um critical that we understand that that God's not fair. Mm-hmm. Fair is giving producer Randy 5 and you 5 and me 5. That's fair. Mm-hmm. God is a steward. Mm-hmm. So he's just. He's not fair. You can't confuse those two elements. So he is looking 
at servant A, B, and C, or should it be A, C, B? <laughs> I got my, my A, C, B's all messed up now. Oh, no. He looks at servant one, two, three. Let's do that. And he said, I'm going to give you five, and I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to give you one. And our humanistic carnal approach to that is, well, that's not fair. No, but he gave it based on ability. So that lets us know that before there was ever a delegation of a talent, Mm -hmm. there was an observation of a servant. Mm -hmm. The master was looking, and he was watching how that individual was going about his daily life. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can I can trust you with five. And I can trust him with two. And I can trust this guy with one. Mm. And carnality wants to look at that and become critical of it. And, and, oh, yeah. And, Inequality. Well, totally. <laughs> right. Spread the wealth around. Mm. Okay? When the reality... Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but did you know not every planet is the same size. So you're living in an unequal universe. Sorry, just to mess up your day, but just think about that for a second. Really? Where would you rather live? <laughs> How come I don't have the biggest one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest is not always best. I'm I'm mighty glad that he put me on Earth and not in Mars, where they're trying to rescue me with a rover. Yeah, Red Rover. Yeah, so this inequality thing is... Right? None of those servants... And I think this, I think this element of the story is often overlooked. None of those servants should have had anything. They were servants. That's an interesting concept, yeah. You, you know, there's still... There's still... Because it was a hierarchical... Yeah, a caste society. Mm-hmm. And there are still there are still entire regions of our world that are driven by that society. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter how smart you are or how adept you are, you can never move up the rung mm-hmm. from being a servant to being a master. That's so foreign to us in North America because mm-hmm. the fuel that drives the capitalist mm-hmm. Uh, view is that if you can dream it, you can do it. And mm-hmm. If you get up early enough in the morning and work hard enough, work hard enough, yep. you can make that a reality. That's right. There are places in the world that that's not that's that's not true. Mm-hmm. Such was the case here. Mm-hmm. You have got a master who is willing to give and entrust something from one level of a society to the care of someone that is uh, inferior to him. So none of them boys should have had any talents. And when you understand that, you're just happy to have any. It's like the it's like the Christmas bonus, right? Yeah. He called him in and said, yeah. there's something in the bag for you there. Really, and, and we don't have time to go into this, but what a depiction of the gospel. Yeah. I mean, we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, and there's not a one of us that are worthy of it. Yeah, we sure don't deserve it. But the master instilled it in us because he saw something in us. And he he buried that treasure in earth. That's why we have what we have. Mm -hmm. But the easiest thing to do, back to these guys, Mm -hmm. 
is to allow carnality to get in the mix and there to become a, I'm only a one-talent guy, and I'm so envious of the five-talent guy that I just bury what I've got Hmm. instead of developing what I've got. And it's so easy to become critical Mm-hmm. of every other servant mm-hmm. and even the master right he was critical of the master yeah very critical yeah yeah well you're just a you're just a evil taskmaster you you just you reap where you didn't plant and you harvest where you didn't sow <laughs> right Famous last words before you're about to lose everything. Banished to the weeping and wailing and gnashing. Have you ever thought about this? I mean, the response to this, to this egregious ineptness mm. of stewarding what you've been given, he's cast into eternal. Yeah, he just didn't lose the talent. No. He got wrecked. <laughs> right? Big time. Yeah. Big time. And so... The easiest you, you you referenced this earlier, but but every, uh, the easiest thing to do is become critical of success. So the business that is a success, the church that is a success, the ministry that is a success, the individual that is a success, all of a sudden it becomes incumbent upon him to quantify why he's a success. Mm-hmm. Well, he just must have more money than what I've got. No, it could be that he's managing better. <laughs> right? God forbid we have some successful people. Yeah. Yeah. I want successful people in our church. I want successful businessmen. Mm-hmm. We The kingdom needs people that know how to take two and make four. Mm-hmm. That know how to take five and make ten. And you ready for this? Know how to take one and make two. It's the same. Listen, it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You it's, were gonna say it's it. The same percentage growth. It, it is. Yeah. It's not about numbers. The church that doubles from ten and becomes twenty yeah. is having the same success as the church that doubles from a hundred to become two hundred. You're right. It's about percentages. The kingdom of God is driven by percentages. It's not driven by numbers. That is why tithing is based on a percentage. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you made 10 bucks last week, you can pay the same percentage of tithes as the guy that made $100,000 last week. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, sir. That is why Jesus could look at the widow's might and be more impressed by the percentage that she invested into the kingdom than everybody else that dropped numerically so much more than what she did. Yeah, he said she's given way more than you guys. Who do you think you are, dude? Right, (laughs) right. And this is what takes the widow and puts her on the same playing field, plateau, if you will, of the Jeff Bezos of the world. I've said this. I've said this repeatedly. The folks in in our congregation that are on fixed incomes, mm-hmm. seniors, mm-hmm. what they are giving. I'll bail you out here for a second. Yeah. I know what you mean. <clears throat> the, the people that are doing 
more with less. Yeah. Yeah. They are just as, they're worth just as much to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Just as much to the kingdom of God. But the problem is, is if we're not careful, we think, we think that if we had more, we'd manage better. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That's right. So you would drive Amazon right into the ground. Oh, <laughs> I would go, I would go to amazon.com and it would say page not found. Yeah, that's right. That's what would happen if you ran it. Right. So then we become praying, God, give us more. God, I want more. When really we need to be saying, God, help me manage less better. Yes. Because God, God gives based on his observation of how we're handling what we have. He was watching those servants before he delegated talent. Right? So I'm, and and this is not just money. There's people in each of our congregations Mm -hmm. that have got kingdom potential. Mm -hmm. That's right. Not just financial potential, but they've got potential to be the best Sunday school teachers soul winners, ushers, hospitality, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has talent. But if they get the idea that if I can't pastor, I'm not going to do. Mm. Why would I teach a Bible study if I can't preach on Sunday? <laughs> why, why, if, if I can't be the soloist, why would I be in the choir? Right? If, if I can't be the head usher, then I'm not going to be anything. And, and, and it, the trickle-down effect is massive with this. Everybody has a talent. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that doesn't have something. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. That's inclusive. Yeah, got it. And that's not inequality. No. No. And here's the thing. The bottom line is, and we get kind of caught up in the delicateness of him removing one talent from the guy that didn't do anything with it and giving it to the guy Mm -hmm. that done something with his talents. Forget the numbers. Mm -hmm. Forget the numbers. He took from the guy that didn't do anything and he gave it to the guy that was investing it. Mm -hmm. And notice he said, this all unraveled, folks, tying again to the coming. He said, this, this one talent? I gave you one and you didn't do anything with it. The least you could have done is put it out on the market so that I could have gotten, mm-hmm. right? At least what is rightfully mine for it. At, here's the phrase, at my coming. Mm-hmm. So at the return of Christ, he's going to be checking up on things. When the master comes back, he's go- we are going to be giving accounts for what we've done with what he gave us. That's right. Mm-hmm. What would happen? What would happen if everybody in every respective church that is represented by whoever's listening to this right now, what would happen if everybody just started doing better with what God gave them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we really understand the impact? I'm talking right now in 2020. In this climate, be better. If everybody started doing better, what would happen? Do do you really think? Here's another question, and this is something that I've 
that I, that I that I ponder and that I pray about, and I think it's a great question to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Could you really handle God giving you what you're asking him for right now? If he was to answer your prayer and 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 give you what you're asking, could you handle it? Yeah, that's right. So if God answers your prayer, could you steward what you're asking for? Here's 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 what Jabez said, mm-hmm. and I don't think that this can be overlooked. Jabez said, "Bless me indeed, great prayer. Mm-hmm. Bless me indeed. I want to be blessed of God, and I don't think it's wrong to pray that way." But he also coupled that with and enlarge my coast. That's capacity. Mm. So I'm not just asking for a blessing. I'm asking for the ability to manage what I'm asking for. Enlarge me so that when you give me the blessing, I can properly steward it. I want to be able to handle what I'm asking for. I would hate for for the blessing that I'm requesting to be something that causes me to lose out with God, something that would cause me to walk away. You, you, you got to be able to steward what, what you're asking God for. But it's so easy to get caught in that trap of looking at everyone else. Oh, it is. It is. Why does everyone else's talent look so appealing? Why am I always so more, much more concerned about <clears throat> them than me? It's human nature, right? It is, because we always think we would do better with the cards that someone else has dealt. Right, when really we've got to get to the place where we start. Uh, maybe we could say it this way: You've got to work with what God gave you instead of just waiting around for what you want. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah, very good. Work what work what you got. So, I I want a house. All right, we'll clean the apartment you have. <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd certainly take care of a house if I had a house like he's got. And you got to wade through your apartment and you, 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 you don't manage what you have, but you think you'll manage what you want. Right? Well, I'll tell you what, if I had a car like that, I'd, I'd sure clean it. No, you wouldn't. Have you looked at the one you're driving? Yeah. Change the oil in the thing you've got. Or I even take it farther. This this may be extreme to some people, but I don't abuse a rental car. Mm-hmm. I know they get abused. Oh, you know it. I know they get abused. But if I have the, the privilege of driving a car that I would like to own sometime, I treat it right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Why? You, you may think this is crazy, but the master's watching how I'm handling what I've got now, and based on how I handle it, manage it, steward it, determines what he goes. Do you know what? If he can handle that, I'm going to give him this. Do you know something that triggers me? Oh, no. Triggered? Oof, I'm about to get triggered. You're triggered. Okay. You know what triggers me is somebody that litters. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. You're driving with somebody in the car. Yeah. 
and they just huck their coffee cup out the window. Oh, yeah. go back and pick that up. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not my neighborhood. Ugh. Yes. Then you wonder Case why you live in a trashy, right? Go, man. I can tell. No, I'm done. Get I'm it done. off your chest. Move Go. On, Come on. Move on. Move on. I almost went back to that cat kicking thing. <laughs> Anger issues. Yeah. No, but that's it, right? Just on it, another it, level. It is. And then you're going to complain that you live in a trashy neighborhood. Yeah. I was I was uh, at a funeral home Ugh. one time, and I'm standing in the entrance waiting on someone else to get get there. It wasn't in the town that I was in, so I didn't know who the funeral director was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I'm standing there looking out across the parking lot. It's raining. It's a nasty day. Good day for a funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that how it yep. typically goes? Yep. This car drives in the yard. A very distinguished gentleman gets out. He begins walking across the yard. And as he's almost to the front door, he bends over and picks up a piece of trash off the yard. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my wife and said, ah, we have just found the owner. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And sure enough, that was the funeral director. Why? I didn't know that that was the funeral director besides observing what he was doing, how he was acting, Mm -hmm. the care that he was expressing. So here's putting myself on trial at this moment. But, but if, if I think God's going to trust me to handle 50,000 square feet Mm -hmm. of, of new church property. Oh yeah. It's going to happen. Then I better handle the, 13,000 square foot auditorium I've got now. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to magically become someone that can handle that. You demonstrate. If you want more, manage less better. Yeah, very good. Yes. You, you don't just magically get more. You learn how to manage less better, and the master observes you managing less better and goes, man, I can trust this guy. If you if if you can turn one into two, mm-hmm. then here's two. Now turn that into four. What a powerful, powerful, powerful concept. It I, works in everything. Everything. It works in everything. I want to be better. I don't just want to be saved. I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better dad. I want to be able to preach better than what I preach. We want to be able to do a better podcast. We want to be... A, we want to be better. Mm-hmm. We want to be better. I want to take the talent that we've got, such as it is, and people may, the five-talent folk may be laughing up their sleeve right now. Yeah. But we're working what we've got. We're trying, guys. We're working what we've got. <laughs> yeah. And while we do it, we hope the master's watching and going, all right, you've done pretty good with that. Check this out. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he could do with two. So what do we manage and what can we manage better? And you expect us to talk about this between now and the end? In the next 10 minutes. Yeah. What, what are the things that these kingdom speak listeners need to look at in their own lives and say, all right, I can do better with that. For sure. For sure. There is way more than what we're going to cover here, but I, Mm -hmm. I, I think 
there are three primary categories mm-hmm. that if a child of God can can manage these categories properly, mm-hmm. that that they can they can win favor with God and probably save uh, save themselves a bit of a beating. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Yeah. You know, the stripes thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, I think if we break them down into time, treasures, and talents, mm-hmm. not necessarily in that order, but uh, we often, when we think stewardship, we automatically think finances, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that's a key element. We don't think about the clock, do we? But we don't think about the clock. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. So as the days become more evil, we are on a trajectory towards that. As it was in the days of, the, of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. It's not going to get better before he comes back. No. The fact that it's getting worse is proof that he's coming back. Contrary to whoever would peddle another yeah. narrative, Okay. Biblically, we know that the days are getting more evil. This demands that we become better stewards of our time. It demands it. Right, and left There's, left in its current condition, it's not saved. You're not saving time. Right, right. If you leave so, it alone, it's wasted. So we are to redeem it. That's right. That means you are to become the savior to your time. I am to be... To my time, what Jesus was to my soul. So it's like original sin even applies to time. Yeah. Except I'm the one that's supposed to be crucified to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Nail yourself to this one. (laughs) Right. What Jesus did Mm. to redeem my soul, I've got to do to manage my time. Very good. Very good. Okay. Mm. Everything about the invent of technology robs us of time is there value to it obviously we're on it Mm -hmm. but is there potential pitfalls with it you better believe it Mm -hmm. you better believe it i i i don't think anybody that's listening to us right now would disagree with the fact that if you don't keep it in the forefront of your mind it's easy to eat away time it goes fast. Bro. Social media, news, even good stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. not talking wrong content. That's a discussion for another day. You've got to redeem your time. So the the management of time is critical. Let, let me just throw this concept out. Mm-hmm. We've talked about tithing as it relates to finances, and we understand that when we tithe, on our finances, on our increase, that that we are redeeming the ninety percent of our of our funds. That's right. Right. The whole becomes blessed. The whole becomes blessed because we 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 tithe the ten percent. Mm-hmm. The ten percent affects the ninety. Right. And I think we could have a guest list that that would just go into infinity that could validate the point that the 90% that we manage goes farther. Yeah, it goes because deep. it's redeemed. Mm-hmm. There is a redemptive quality to the 90% because everywhere that money goes, it's redeemed money. 
It's kingdom money. What I want to propose today is what would happen if we took that same approach to time. If we begin to tithe time the same way that we tithe finance. To give 10% of our time to God. 10%. I, it, it, it's, it's my conjecture mm-hmm. that the 90% would be affected, the 90% of our time would likely be affected. You know it. The same way as the 90% of our funds. Mm-hmm. So... Everybody has the same amount, right? That's the thing. And we all got the same amount of time. There's nobody that got 26 hours today. Right. That is equality. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So if there's any aspect of the discussion of stewardship, the timing one is the equal. Talents vary. Mm-hmm. Funds vary. Mm-hmm. Time constant. So go ahead and do your own. I would just, I would just, here's a little homework. Yeah. This is great. We're supposed to sleep eight hours a day, they say. So go ahead and give yourself eight hours to sleep. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. <laughs> Factor in corporate worship, corporate prayer, mm-hmm. being in church a couple of times on Sunday, being in church on a midweek service. Mm-hmm. All right? For our folks, for our local congregation, mm-hmm. if they attend everything that's going on in a corporate setting with the Family Worship Center, and they sleep eight hours a day. That leaves them within reason about a 45-minute window that they need to spend every day Hmm. to hit the 10%. And I would just challenge you, try it. Try it. See what happens. Spend 10% of your time investing it in your relationship with God, investing it in your prayer time, investing it there's probably many that are already surpassing it but if 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 this is challenging you today try it and see what happens to the remaining 90 percent of your time do it for a week yeah yeah just try it so i think we need to steward our time better we've talked about talents man that just to wrap that up but that's how often do you hear apostolic content about time management we don't talk about it a lot, do we? We don't. I, I think that we have missed the boat a bit, and this is not to cast any light mm-hmm. on previous generations and how they addressed information, but mm-hmm. the concern with Hollywood was only one aspect mm-hmm. of the argument against television. I think time management was one that's often overlooked. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and that is why I think the position is inconsistent with the advent of technology today. Mm-hmm. If we don't manage time, we're no better off than... Yeah, yeah, there you go. You follow me? I do. And I also... Not that content doesn't matter, but I think it needs to be a layered approach. It's 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 a... At least a two-pronged. Yeah, so if I read my Bible 14 hours a day, that's probably not good time management either, is it? Yeah, you can go extreme one way or the other. (laughs) Boy, I prayed for 16 hours today. Okay, (laughs) how did that pay? Right? What did your boss at work have to say? That's exactly. 
Exactly. That comes back to the the adage of they are, how did that go? Heavenly. They're so heavenly minded. They're of no earthly good. <laughs> Oof. Walking around with their head in the clouds all the time. So it takes balance. Mm-hmm. It takes balance. And we have to manage that. Got to yeah. manage finances. Yeah. Got to manage finances. We'll move on now. We'll request number three. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to skip over that? <laughs> want to skip over that? When it comes to managing finances, um, there is... We, we don't have... We just don't have time to break it all down. We don't have time because we we care about your time, yeah, fellow so listeners. The management of time is affecting our ability to talk about the management of money. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> suffice it to say that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So you invest mm-hmm. with where you want your heart to go. Exactly. Exactly. If you're if you're worried about, uh, boy, I don't want to backslide. I don't want to be. I don't want to walk away from God. I don't want to. Then go ahead and invest in the kingdom of God. The safest thing to do is put your money where you want your heart to be. Mm -hmm. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's like a law. It is. It is. We've we've heard it. You actually referenced it um, last week. But, But there are folks that have told me when I was offended and when I was confused and when I didn't know which way was up, I literally got through the hell that I was going through by giving my way through it. Hmm. And I would just go ahead and put a little more money in the offering. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what got me through it. That's quite a concept. I've had people look at me and say, pastor, I just want to give you a little, not tithing, not anything, just a, just a gift. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't ever want anything to come between you and I. This is not a sideways request for no. gifts. I'm just telling you that for them, they wanted to tie their heart, our hearts together. Mm. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Boy, the haters will love. Um, yeah, that would be a good clipping. spot to cut right yeah, there. That would cut be a right good there and post clip. that. Yes, absolutely. But it also works if they're not going to clip that. Let's talk about this just real quickly again. It works in building relationships. If you want to build a relationship with someone, if you want your heart in it, you buy her roses. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you ever wonder why nobody at work even thinks you're decent, maybe you should buy them a coffee. Yeah. Instead of asking them if they have money for coffee. Right. Right. The heart runs on the rails of what you invest in. This is how, you know, you build relationships before you ever ask them for something. Right. Right. And it it works for finances. It totally does. It totally does. So let let me just give this as a, as a, uh, and and we got to move. How are we doing with time? We're good. We're doing good with time. We could, we could spend another 10 minutes. Okay. So here is, here's, here's. Maybe a filter. This is going to hurt. I'm going to turn on some Uh-oh. hurt zone music. Hurt zone music? <laughs> yeah, okay. this, I'm just warning you. This is going to soothe, but get ready. Okay. Okay. Okay, go for it. So when you are looking at that item, mm-hmm. 
and you're trying to decide whether or not it's for you. Yeah. Here is the filter that you can run it through. Yeah, this hurts. <laughs> the first thing to do yeah. is pick up the price tag. <laughs> okay? The whole price tag, not the payment plan. Has anybody ever noticed that? Oh, yeah. Like, you can't even get the price of, of something. I was in Cabela's. Is that the one that's now? Which Bass, one bought? Bass Pro. Bass now, was Pro. It? They make Bass. those nice hats. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a discussion for another day. Where's your hat? The dunce cap. Pastor McKellop loves those hats, if anybody's wondering. Yes. Yes. You know the one. Fishnet back. Styrofoam front. <laughs> Oval fish coming out. Yeah, you got it. Tremendous quality. So. Back to the zone. Here. Back to, yeah. I'm walking by a pontoon boat because sometime in my future, mm -hmm. I see a pontoon boat. Boy, I just felt that. Did you? Good. What is the price? $984. Well, I'll take two. Until you realize that's the payment. You can't even get a price for the thing anymore. Bro, they're doing it in like suit shops. You can't get a price on anything. Yeah. You gotta yeah, dig to get a price tag. There's payment plans yep. for everything. So when I say pick up the price tag, I'm not saying the payment. Right. I'm saying the actual price. And then you have to sit and look and say, can I afford that? This this is the first step, filter of stewardship. Step one. Can I afford it? And and and, and here's here's a big deal. If it's gonna take all of your money, you can't afford it. Because you probably should have some money to do other stuff. Yeah. You should operate off of these percentages, right? There's a certain mm. percentage that you should save. Mm. So <clears throat> if it's going to take all my money, I can't afford it. And the Bible's full of biblical examples of this. He is foolish who spendeth it all. Mm -hmm. The wise man... He stores up the treasures. He's foolish if he spends it all. So if it's going to cost you everything you've got, you can't afford it. That's the that's a good that's a good filter. We're not even beginning to talk debt load here. <laughs> like I said, yeah, this is going to hurt. So just we're talking. Can you afford it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you saying you you never have debt? No, I, I, that's we're going to have to have another discussion about mm -hmm. that. According to Justin Trudeau, the percentage rates right now, the interest rates are just great. The ideal conditions to yeah, spend. Yeah, just spend. The second filter, after you've determined whether or not can I afford it. Back to the zone, keep going. Is this. Can you handle it? Mm -hmm. Just because you can afford it doesn't mean you can handle it. But, but I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let me just say this. There's some gifts you can't afford or you can't handle. Yeah. If, if someone came and gifted me a 747 right now, that'd be great. Yeah. Here's the terms. You can't sell it. You can use it. It's yours. I couldn't get the thing off the ground. Literally, a gift can be more than what you can handle. Mm -hmm. Stewardship would go... We're not selling the house, the car, the pontoon boat to get enough fuel to take one trip in the 747. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. 
So can you handle it becomes the second filter. What I mean by handle, it doesn't just mean can you afford to keep it running. It's also can you handle it from a time perspective. Yeah. So you determined whether or not the money was there, but can you handle it from a timing perspective? So I, I've determined I can afford the pontoon boat, and I can't. That's why I don't have it. But now if it keeps me fishing every day all day long. Yeah. Where's dad? Yeah. <laughs> Then I'm demonstrating that I could handle the price tag, but I can't handle the time management. Do you understand how stewardship becomes multidimensional? Yeah, it's cross. Yeah. One affects the other. Right. I'm sure people have seen folks that, that for all intents and purposes, could, could handle the price tag. Mm -hmm. But then it began to pull them away from their purpose because they couldn't handle mm -hmm. the time management. And I think the third one would be if 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 I can afford it dollars and cents wise and I can handle it, can I utilize it? Hmm. How can I use it? I understand there's certain things that we buy, we've talked about pontoon boats or mm. whatever it is, your golf clubs, your Traeger grill, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. There's certain elements of everything. God's not against enjoyment. He That's wants right. us to enjoy what we have. But at some point, we need to measure. Uh, we're stewarding, right? That's right. What degree of this can I utilize for the kingdom? Mm -hmm. Can I utilize it for the further development of my talent? Can I utilize it for becoming what he has invested and what, what God sees me becoming? I think if we start if we start running all of our purchases through, can I afford it? Can I handle it? Can I utilize it? Well, that's very good. We'll probably we'll probably do a bit better stewarding. And when he comes back, we might save ourselves a beating. <laughs> save a stripe. For sure, I want to save the fact that uh I don't want to spend eternity with weeping and wailing and gnashing of yeah, teeth. Yeah, that's right. I'd rather hear, good good job, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy master. Mm -hmm. So salvation is really all about stewardship. The bridge, the bridge is there. This is right. why Jesus talked more about money than he did any other topic. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a closely connected, and I'm sure it resonated. If if somebody was walking by and heard a, a guy giving a lecture about money, that pulled them in, right? Sure. And then he just kind of started applying those principles to the spiritual. Right. It's like, oh, that actually lines up. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Listen, if, if someone comes to church that doesn't care about embettering themselves in the natural, they probably will never care about striving mm -hmm. to embedder themselves supernaturally. Mm -hmm. There's a connection there. He wants us to prosper as That's our soul, soul exactly. prospers. That's right. So this is not prosperity doctrine. This is not trying to stitch something together with fragmented pieces to, to, to come up with a mosaic that that benefits the kingdom of God. No, Jesus explicitly deals with it over and over again. So Luke 16, he says, you need to make friends with mammon. 
Mm-hmm. I'll be the first to admit, I don't have my head wrapped around the entirety of everything that he discusses there. But let's just highlight uh, this this portion. Mm-hmm. So let's start Luke 16, 10. Yeah. He that is faithful and that which is least is faithful also in much. Yes. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Yes. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? That is the bridge. So, in other words, he's letting them know, I'm watching how you handle mammon, right? <clears throat> money. Yep. And if you do it right... I think you'll be able to handle true riches, which is not Swiss bank accounts. No, that's like a, another level. That's that's a spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's true kingdom riches. Mm-hmm. If you can handle this, I know I can trust you with this. Mm-hmm. This is faith. This is the weightier. He, he spoke to the Pharisees about it and said, you've ignored the weightier matters of the law. You, you tithe. You tithe. You got the money side. But... But matters of justice and mercy and faith, you, you, you're mismanaging that, mm. okay? So we're docking on one side in bank accounts, but we're, we're, we're docking on the other side mm-hmm. in eternal riches, true riches. So good. Man. So he leaves this discussion and, and I understand we're massaging our 10 minutes, so let's just go. Luke Chapter 17. 17, he starts by saying offenses are going to come. That's right. Chapter 16, he's dealing with mammon. Chapter 17, he begins dealing with true riches. You're going to be offended. Now, woe by whom the offense comes. Mm-hmm. He's got to learn how to swim with lead boots. Yeah. Millstone hung around the neck, cast into the sea. But to us, they're coming. Mm-hmm. If thy brother trespass against thee, uh, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Yeah. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again unto thee and say, I repent, Yeah. thou shalt forgive him. And they really got off easy because there's other accounts of him saying 70 times seven. Yeah. Okay, read. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase uh. our faith. And the Lord said, if he had faith as of a grain of mustard seed, <laughs> yeah. ye might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Yes, yes. So you don't need more. Okay. Now, reflect on what we just read from the context of the statement. He's talking about stewardship. Yeah, that's right. Being a steward. So... Chapter 16, you need to be a better steward of mammon. Mm -hmm. But over here, he said, if 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 you're going to keep your faith from being shipwrecked, you're going to have to learn how to steward it. You think that you're so offended that you need more faith to forgive. He runs to the opposite end of increase our faith, picks arguably the smallest form of measurement, Mm -hmm. and picks up a grain, not grains, but a grain of mustard seed, and says this, you can use this to deal with that. Got plenty. If you're going to keep yourself from dying an offended, bitter, 
unforgiving unforgiving person mm -hmm. if you're going to keep yourself from backsliding with a rottenness in your soul mm -hmm. you've got to learn how to use the least amount of faith to get the maximum amount of results Oof. you have got to learn to manage it you don't need more you need to manage what you've got better well if i had more faith i could forgive no no use what you've got better it's back to the money. If I had more money, I'd manage more better. No, manage less better. He's watching how you're managing less. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I'll get more faith if I can handle offense and deal with forgiveness with using up the least amount of the currency of my faith that it takes. Here's my submission to you. By reason of this right here. By reason of this right here. It takes less faith to forgive than it does to continue your walk with God hmm. in unforgiveness. You will spend more faith trying to keep your walk with God upright and not forgiving. Wow, what a concept. Then you will, if you just say, I forgive you. Yeah. I forgive you. Yeah, it seems like a much easier life, doesn't it? It does. It does. Maybe maybe we can end this whole deal with, with and, and this is all stewardship, mm. right? Mm. This is all stewardship. But man, backsliding is one of the greatest wastes of substance that exists. The prodigal left, I think you said this the other day, and his wallet was fat. Yeah, he had a lot. There was no lack of substance, but he wasted his substance in riotous living. What a waste. It's not, it's not a wise investment to walk out on God. I don't care how offended you are. I don't care what they've done about you, to you, said about you. Mm -hmm. Forgive them. You can do it with just a grain of faith, and you can speak to that tree, uproot it, cast it into the sea. Forgiveness is not putting your approval on what they did. Well, what about the guy that did it to me? Mm. Don't worry about that. God's going to deal with him. He already said, woe unto him by whom the offense comes. He's going into the sea anyway yep. with a millstone hung around his neck. So don't use your faith trying to get back at him. Use your faith uprooting, uprooting the sycamine mm. tree. Mm. Use your faith to cast that mountain into the sea. God's going to deal with the guy that done the offense. So from bank accounts to offenses to managing our faith, being a steward is what we've got to be. And I don't know about anybody else, but I can do a little better at, what, at, at that than what I've done. Mm -hmm. I want to be better. Well, that was definitely not a waste of your time if you listened throughout that entire podcast. What an inspiration today and a challenge to be better. So guess what? We want to be better. So that means more ratings and more reviews <laughs> from you fine listeners. Gotcha again. Yes. I always do that this time in the podcast. Don't I? So whether you're joining us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, if you're on our YouTube channel, uh, 
all of you your ratings and reviews matter comments all of that stuff so thank you for everything you're doing hey to keep us hey up. can i throw something in here yeah sure go ahead let me let me i'm pulling it up on social media but i want to give a shout out to a listener do it i want to give a shout out to a listener we have got i got this message from sister azar mm-hmm. in lebanon mm-hmm. and she says Jana faithfully listens to every one of your episodes. Cool. So, Jana, we love you. Yes, we certainly do. Thanks for being a part of the Kingdom Speak family. We have some uh, awesome episodes in the pipe, so you don't want to miss the next episode. Thanks again for joining us on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKellop. We'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.